Hello guys and welcome into the Modern Cross Podcast. My name is Zach, aka the TikTok Jesus Freak, and I am your host. Um, this is the first episode, this is the pilot episode of what is going to be, hopefully, um, a long-running podcast. Um, really, the goal here, before I get into the topic, the goal here is, as the description says, to talk about the problems that face us, right? Us modern Christians, what we go through in today's world. Society is so full of a lot of different, um, a lot of different things that can sometimes cause us to stray from the path, stray from the things that we are taught, um, of course, throughout our teachings in, be it Bible school or church or anything else like that. Um, but today, the first topic and one of the most important topics, I think, and, and a topic that I think a lot of people um, here within Christianity, especially in this modern world, struggle with are faith fundamentals. Um, and what I mean by that is is just, just the very basics the strong um, foundations of what lies underneath a very strong and healthy faith. A lot of people have this idea, and it's not—it's an idea that doesn't resonate well with me because a lot of people think that there is a certain blueprint. They think there's a certain set of requirements, more so, of like getting into heaven. And so, what they decide to think is, you check this box, this box, and this box, and boom you've punched your card. It's like your golden ticket and you don't got to worry about anything. And then there are a lot of people that think, well, they're so far away from God. They're so far away from their faith, whether they had it growing up as a kid, lost it, and now they've strayed so far away from it that they think that there's just no hope of returning back, that they don't have enough time to correct it, or that they just feel like they've distanced themselves so far from God to the point where the relationship isn't there. Um, and I think that's where I'm actually going to start. A lot of people treat the relationship with God, they treat it as a relationship with a friend. And while that's a good thing because, you know, other people see God as this sort of maybe in in this dictator role where God is basically saying, do as I say or else, um, that's not entirely true and he's not entirely should be seen in a friend role either. Um, with your friends... When you lose a friend, when you've lost a friend via something that's you know terrible that's happened between you guys, maybe a massive argument, um, it doesn't matter if you make up sometimes, even years later, you guys have grown so far apart. Um, and this can be seen also with um, an ex-significant other. You guys have grown so far apart that there really is no way that you guys will be together um, in the same way that you used to be. Your relationship will never be as strong. Now, people tend to look at God. They tend to look at um, at Christ, and they kind of see the relationship in that context, that they have strayed so far away from God. They have strayed so far away from Christ and religion and the constructs of, um, of Christianity in itself that it will never be what they used to know. They will never be accepted again into the faith. They will never be able to be a Christian again. That is simply not true. Um, a very famous Christian band, for those of you out there who know Christianity and who know Christian music well, is Casting Crowns. And a very famous song by them um, is, uh, I don't remember the title of it off the top of my hand, but it actually uh, speaks to this particular issue. Um and, and, and the famous quote from that song is, it starts out with, um, she is running a thousand miles an hour in the wrong direction. That is the quote. Um, and it really speaks to people who are running in the wrong way. They're running away from God. 
and they think that they've gone so far that they've gone too far. There is no too far. That is the first thing that I think needs to be addressed, needs to be talked about. There really is no too far. Because a lot of people think that there's this separation between them and God. And what people don't realize is God says that he is always with us. God is everywhere. And he says that he is always with us in faith and in our hearts. And he cares and loves for us deeply. We are part of his creation. We are part of this thing that he has created that he is so proud of. Um, now that said, it doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter the distance away from God if you want to um, put this in uh, a sense of numbers, it really doesn't matter in the, the distance that you've gone. Let's say you've gone a thousand miles away in your mind. In God's world, you haven't even gone an inch. You're facing the wrong direction. You can go a thousand miles away, turn around, take one step forward, and you've already made it. It's not about having the time to correct your mistakes. Because there is no time. You just stop you pray, you reconcile with whatever has gone on in your life, you reconcile with the choices that you have made, and then you move forward. Because God doesn't tell you, come to me when you have reached this certain level of enlightenment. Come to me when you are perfect. Come to me when you are without sin. When you've been able to go back into your past, do the impossible, and just completely cleanse your past, come to me then. No, no, no. God says, come as you are. There is rest for you. There is hope for you. No matter how broken you may be, no matter how tired, how weary you may be, there is a place for you here. You just simply have to turn and see that my arms are already open and waiting. That is the message that God wants sent out to all these people. And there are so many people out there who think that they've just gone so far, that they're so far away from the path that they'll never find it again, when really the path is there the entire time. They just have to look and see it. Another topic um, that has to do with this kind of thing is how do you have that strong faith? Because a lot of people, as I said kind of earlier, see God, I guess I used the term um, more as a dictator. I guess there was no real better word for it. I think they see God in, in more of um, more of a, like a food chain administration type of uh type of relationship where, where they look at God and they say, okay, God is the head honcho, all of us are beneath him, and it's you follow this, 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 and this perfectly, or it's damnation for you for eternity. And that is also not entirely true. The thing is, there is, every day, okay, there are people who make mistakes. Even the best of the best of Christians, the people who devote every second of every day to the church, to their faith, to God. Every day they do devotions. Every day they read the Bible. They pray, Bible study. Um, I mean, they have libraries dedicated to theological studies. I mean, the history of the Bible. Even these people sin. No human was is without sin, and we know that because the Bible tells us that. God tells us no human was without sin. But there is also no human that is unsavable because Jesus Christ came down in the form of man. And after 30 years, um, about 33 years, he paid the penance by dying on the cross. And by doing that, all of our sins were then forgiven. Now, another misconception 
is that Christ does not work for us. A lot of people come and they sit and they pray and they tell God what they want. They tell God what they need. And then the next day, they're expecting it to happen. And then it doesn't happen. And then they sit there and they say, well, what the heck? I prayed for it. So then they go, okay, well, you know what? I'm just going to do it again. Let's, let me go pray for it again. But they expect it to happen and they sit there and they do nothing. The relationship with God is more so the relationship. It, it's a team effort. And I'm, I'm going to put this in basketball terms um, to make it more easy to understand. So if you look at a basketball team, and I, I played basketball in high school. I know a lot of people who have played basketball. Um, if you don't believe me here, go ask anybody who has played basketball or any basketball coach you might know. If you look at a basketball team at any level, NBA, college, high school, you know, club basketball, travel leagues, one of the first fundamentals of basketball that any coach will hammer into his team is communication. The five members of the team that are on the floor must be communicating on both ends of the floor, offense and defense. I have been in both scenarios where my team was on the floor and they didn't communicate versus when uh, they were on the floor and they did communicate. And every time we communicated, the game just went that much smoother because you're working as a unit. It is teamwork. You have to understand what the other person's doing, but you also have to be putting in the effort yourself. It is the same light here with your relationship with God. You have to communicate with God. So you pray. We bring our struggles to him, our anxieties, our fears, our doubts. And then we do not just sit and wait. You're on the team too. Sometimes God is waiting for you to have the, uh, the guts to make the move. Sometimes God is waiting for you to take the next step. And then he'll take his step. And maybe he's got the next few moves. And then it's your turn again. But you work together. God does not work for you. But God works with you. What people don't understand is this is not just this eternal enlightened being presiding over his subjects. This is a God wanting a relationship with you, wanting to know your heart, wanting to give you a better life. And yes, we struggle. And yes, some people find themselves in awful positions. Some people are born into difficult scenarios. Some people are born disabled. Some people have conditions which eventually render them disabled. Some people are born with certain um, abnormalities, um, but there's a purpose. There is a plan. People go, life's not fair. It's not that life's not fair. It's that there is a purpose and a plan to all of this. God is setting his plan in motion. And even when people say, well, where is your God now? We're in the middle of this big COVID epidemic. We've been seeing all this racism. We almost had a world war at the beginning of the year. There's all this death and there's this suffering. Where's God been through all of this? God's been right here the whole time. And then people will say, well, how is this a part of his mighty, his mighty prosperous plan to cause all this death and decay and carnage? And to that, the answer is simple. God created man with free will. He loved us so much that he gave us the ability to choose. He could have made us mindless drones. We could have been mindless slaves who, would have who could have blindly followed any of his commands, no matter what, and the world would have been perfect. Instead, when Adam and Eve were created, he gave Adam and Eve the ability of free will. 
the ability to make their own decisions, to reason, to question, to think for themselves. Adam and Eve did that, and they sinned. They were tempted. They made the wrong decision. But he gave us free will because of he, he, he loves us. It was out of love. And so now we as humans, we all have free will to make our decisions, make our decisions on faith, right? That plays into how do you, uh, how do you deal with your atheist friends? And, and that'll probably end up being a later episode. But how do you deal with your atheist friends? How do you go about um, reckoning with them? And that goes into the free will. They're making a choice of what they want to do with their life, what they want to follow with their life. Some people go their entire lives without ever hearing the name Jesus Christ at all. Think of that. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine, but some people do. Some people live in tribes out in, um, out in you know, different parts of the world, and these tribes are so remote, and their communities are so remote, sometimes they have no idea of the outside world, and they believe in their own little set of gods and their own basic you know, core beliefs, and they could be completely different from what we have and what we see in the world today. It's a hard thing now in this modern world with all this all this terrible things going on, all this, you know, pain, suffering, uh, you know, carnage, wars, uh, disease. It's so hard. This is probably one of the hardest times Christians have ever had to withstand from a faith perspective. Because it is very hard to keep your faith when you watch the world around you literally being pretty much destroyed. Riots, disease, hunger, homelessness, evil things in the world like human trafficking, crime, murder. The world is a dangerous place. This world has grown in a lot of ways very out of control. There are a lot of temptation tempta there are a lot of awful temptations out there, excuse my stuttering. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't hold strong in your faith, it's how do you go about it? And if you've lost your faith, how do you go about gaining it back? And realizing that there still is a plan and that there is a way to gain the faith back. That there is a way to, um, there's a way to come back from where you've been. Remember, he always says, no matter how far you've strayed, you can always come back. The relationship God is for us is like a shepherd with his flock. The shepherd does not, um, the shepherd does not, I, I don't want to say command the flock because we do have commandments. I, I get, the shepherd does not um, watch over the flock as, as a president would his nation. The shepherd does not, you know, demand respect and demand obedience out of a flock or else and expect all that obedience and respect knowing that we live as sinners. The shepherd guides the sheep. The shepherd protects the sheep, keeps them safe. Sometimes the sheep stray away from the shepherd. Unfortunately, the sheep is then in the wild, and predators such as wolves have access to the sheep then, and the sheep are killed off and lost. Sometimes the shepherd is able to find the sheep again and lead them back to the flock. What this is, and what we see, especially in this modern age, is more and more people, more and more things pulling us out. More and more idealisms pulling us out. New ideas. And there's nothing wrong in effect with new ideas. New ideas can sometimes be good. But 
we we as Christians, you know, follow a very very strict set of commandments that were laid down two thousand years ago. They were laid down in a different world, basically, in a different time period, right? Centuries ago. Yet, we still followed them because they are the root of our religion. They are the root of our beliefs. And these things are timeless. These things were not meant to change over time. God commanded these things knowing what would happen in the future. And as we know in the book of Revelations, things have, that have been predicted have already happened. There's still more to happen that have been predicted, things that have not happened yet. But there are things that have already been predicted and things that have happened because we know that the future has already been seen. It's already been foretold. And God already has his plan. And his plan is already in place and in motion. In some ways, corona, the racism, these wars were already talked about. They were already planned. We know these things were going to happen, or at least God knew these things were going to happen. I, I'm, I don't pretend for a second to be um, one of these scholars who knows the Bible in and out, right? Um, you know, I, I can't say that I've completely 100% read my Bible all the way through. I've read a very, very, very large portion of it. Um, I have not read every page. I have not read every word. Um, however, there are a lot of scholars out there who have and who have interpreted it. And a lot of them can see the things that have happened and can see how they line up biblically. And that is great. And that is fine. But for us, for the people who have not, for the people who have not devoted our entire lives to theology, to learning the Bible, learning the word, day in and day out, to Bible study, okay? How do we go about faith? How do we go about living our lives? Because what you also have to understand is there really is no, like, big specific blueprint. Because there are so many people that look at you and say, well, if you don't go to church every Sunday, you're automatically out of, out of the race. Like, you're not going to heaven. You don't go to church every Sunday. It's not about looking like a good Christian, which is what a lot of people do. They want to look like a good Christian. So they want to go to church every Sunday and they want to do the offerings, send their kids to Bible school, send their kids to private school so that they can say that they do all these things. And a lot of times these people brag about it too. And they say, yes, I went to church every Sunday. I pray every night. I, my kids go to private schools. We donate in the offering. We donate all this. You know, we, we're total philanthropists. And these people will brag because they want to put on this image. It makes them feel better. But you have to live like a Christian. And this is, this is really the last big, um, big part of this is it's not about being a Christian because you can say you're a Christian all day long and all you're doing is using up air. Do you live as a Christian? Do you go to church on Sunday as a saint, but then are you a sinner on Monday and the rest of the days of the week? Do you take what you learned on Sunday and apply it to your life throughout the week? Do you praise God on Sunday, yet deny him on Monday? You have to, it's, 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 it's a lifestyle. Christianity is not just a religion, and it is not just a set of beliefs. It is a way of living. It is a way of acting, a way of treating yourself, a way of treating your life, and treating the people around you. It is a way of impacting the world. We as Christians are faced with difficult tasks at difficult times. And we are also faced with a lot of different people, a lot of different groups who would stand against us because of our beliefs, because of our belief systems. And while I don't believe that it is anyone's right, and this includes us Christians, 
I don't believe it is our right to judge because we are not God. There is only one being in the entire in the entirety of creation that has the ability to judge. And remember, that being even said to us, judge not, lest ye be judged. And yet we as Christians see fit to pass judgment on different communities because they don't match up with our belief system. Now, it's one thing to sit there and be like, okay, this does not match up with my belief system. I do not hate these people. I am not going to attack these people. I will support them because this is what makes them happy in their lives. It just doesn't match up with what I believe. It is another thing to attack these people and threaten them with eternal damnation, pain, and suffering if they do not change their horrible ways. Who am I to go tell another man or woman how they're living their life, whether it's wrong or not? And also, who am I to go to another Christian and tell them whether or not their faith is any good? Because don't get me wrong, that is not what I'm trying to do here. I will never sit here and tell you your faith is good or is not good. Because faith, and this is what a lot of people forget, everybody's faith is different. Everybody experiences faith differently. Everybody comes to God differently. God interacts with everybody differently. So everybody has done it differently. There is no single way to be a Christian. There is an overall set of ideals, an overall lifestyle that we shoot for. But everybody does this differently. Everybody goes through this differently. God has saved us in all different ways. We all have our own experiences, be it saving other people's lives or we have like myself have been in life-threatening situations where we have come very close to death and at the last second god saved our lives and pulled through and gave us another chance in this beautiful world everybody has their faith differently it is for nobody to sit here and judge your faith and the way that you go about your faith you can go to church on sunday every day or every week, if that's the way that you think your faith should be. You can also not go to church at all and choose to have fellowship in other ways. What people forget is church is about worship and it's about fellowship, but church is not the only place where you can get worship and fellowship. And a lot of people say, but that's the only place that you can be in the presence of God, but that is so not true. Because when you kneel down and pray and put yourself in that one-on-one situation, you are in the presence of God then. You are opening yourself up to Him then. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that'll disagree with me on this. And that's ter- totally fine. I welcome that. I'm okay with you guys disagreeing with me on this. There are plenty of people who would look at me because I don't go to church every Sunday who would look at me and say that my faith is not good enough. And would say that I'm not doing it right as a Christian. And then they would probably try to find Bible verses and scriptures to throw at me in order to prove themselves right. But to them, all I will say is, who are you to pass judgment on me? If you cannot tell me that you right now are Jesus Christ and that you have created the cosmos, created the world, died for my sins, and are now back again, if you cannot tell me those things, you cannot judge me and you cannot judge anybody else. Everybody has the right to their faith. It is different. As I said before, God bestowed upon us this right of free will. There are natural human rights we all have. Free will is the biggest one. Free will is a huge one. And it is no one's right to try and take that away from you. It is no one's right to try to judge you. There is no judgment to be passed, but the judgment of Christ on the day of the reckoning. From then on, folks, we sit here and we live our lives and we do what we can to stay close to God. 
And so you keep praying. And something that something often um, will be heard on on this show will be the phrase um, "push." You hear it a lot um, if you follow me on on TikTok, which is where um, pretty much my platform started. If you follow me on TikTok, if you come to any of the Instagram live streams that I do, um, if you've seen me in Discord, the server that we have, the Freak Fam server. Um, you see me say that a lot, P-U-S-H, pray until something happens. And plenty of Christians have heard that phraseology before. That is something that I hammer home. That is a big part of faith. Prayer and patience are huge in faith. Those are probably, if I were to, if I were to say what are the two most important things about having faith, it's prayer and patience. Taking your things to God and then being patient with his timing. Understanding that what you're praying for might not come about for a week a month, maybe even a year. I know that's a long time to wait, but is it worth it if God's going to come through for you in the end? I think so. Personally, I think so. Um, I mean, that's that's really uh, that's really it. That's really, for the most part, that's that's what this topic really winds up with. Is you know. Your faith is what you decide it to be. Your relationship with God is between you and God and is nobody else's business. And nobody can tell you what you can and cannot believe. Likewise, learn in your faith. Grow in your faith. And most importantly, use it to govern your life. Live your life in a faithful way. Don't just run around preaching the word of God. By all means, do that. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Do it. But everything that you are preaching to these people, you will then become an example to these people, to the disciples that you are trying to make. And they will look to you and they will ask if you lead a holy life. And if you don't, if you do not put in the effort to live the things you preach, to live by your faith, this faith that you are so passionate about, that you show these people you are so passionate about, if you do not put in the effort to live by this faith, people aren't going to want to listen to you. They won't take it seriously. And that can, that can oftentimes, especially in this age, be a big problem. It's very hard in this modern age to stick to principles that were set down 2,000 years ago because so much of the world has changed, yet the principles still apply. Because 2,000 years ago, the changes in the world were already predicted. Because we forget, these principles were not set down for the time period. They were set down for all time. They were set down with the knowledge of what the world would be like modern day. What it will be like tomorrow, next year, in 10 years. So with that, um, I think that's going to conclude the first episode. Um, Obviously, this is the first episode, so of course I'm not as refined, right? You live and you learn, and this is going to be an experience for me. But um, I really appreciate your, your time coming to listen to this podcast. I hope that today's podcast um, was helpful towards you. I hope today's topic was helpful towards you. Um, I've already got the next few episodes um, thought about, lined up on, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, if you enjoyed this, then definitely stick around. Uh, you can find me on the socials at TikTok Jesus Freak at both Instagram and TikTok at TikTok Jesus Freak for both Instagram and TikTok. Um, there's also a Discord server that we are building a Christian community with. Um, a lot of people join that. We pray for people on the regular there. We talk about things, talk about life. But um, I, I hope that you you will come back for, for more of, of this show. Um, it, it is a true pleasure to sit and, and talk to you for a while. Um, give me your feedback if you if you hear this episode. Go to the socials. Find me on the socials. Give me your feedback and talk to me. You know, 
um, you know, we can only grow together through communication. And I will not belittle you if you give me the same respect. I'm not that type of person who will belittle anybody, whether I disagree with them politically, religiously, or otherwise. Um, you know, so um, with that, you know, all I, all I have to say is, you know, God bless. And I like to end with a prayer, if, uh, if you don't mind. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be on these platforms and, and do the things that I have do. Since I've been able to become this TikTok Jesus freak, it has really been a blessing in my life. Um, I pray for the listeners. I pray for their, uh, for their faith, for, for it to become stronger, for it to grow within them, and for them to be able to understand it better, for them to learn, and for them to empower themselves so that they may empower others. And then they may go make disciples of all nations, and that we may grow as a religion, as a community, and that this world may change. And it starts with us. I pray for strength and I pray for guidance in the upcoming weeks and months for myself and for all of the listeners. I pray for peace. I hope everybody has a very blessed, uh, very blessed week that's coming up ahead of them. Um, thank you for all that you do, every blessing that you bestow upon me and upon all of my listeners. Um, and in your holy, high, gracious name, I pray. Amen. With that, my friends, I will sign off. I will see you on the next one. Thank you. God bless you. And um, everybody just have a great day and or evening.